2: All right, welcome, Bleeding Blue. We just finished. This is actually Justin from after the episode, which, Inception. But Renato and I just finished an interview with John Boy. Renato, how did it go? It it went spectacularly, Justin. I
1: love this guy. This guy is amazing.
2: So if you don't know John Boy's the host of Talking Yanks, he is the host of so many different other podcasts, and we went into all of that in the episode. If you are a first-time listener of Bleeding Blue, this podcast is a podcast about the New York Yankees, the Evil Empire, uh, the New York Football Giants, which we'll be having an episode for this week. We are on SoundCloud. We are on Apple iTunes. If you like what you hear then give us five stars. Subscribe to us on Apple iTunes. Follow us, like the episode on SoundCloud, and follow me on Twitter at jpanic 74 and let me know what you think of the podcast. So, Renato, without further ado, what are we going to do? We're going to bleed blue. Let's bleed blue. Welcome back, Bleeding Blue. Probably going to be our best, most special episode yet. The one, the only. John Boy is here. Renato, you know what to do. Clap. There we oh.
1: go. <laughs> I was like, "What's going on?"
2: Whenever something good happens, Renato loves. to clap. I, I love
1: clapping. I love clapping. A
0: clapping fan. I like that.
2: We're big, we're big believers of, uh, of affirmation in this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, little introduction on John Boy because why not? Even though he probably does not need it. Frankly, in my opinion, John Boy and what he's doing with Talking Yanks, if you believe that baseball needs saving, if you're one of those people that think that the sport needs saving, especially if you want to look at a uh, game one of the World Series ratings, John Boy's overall vision for Talking Yanks. I think, in my opinion, can frankly save baseball if you're <laughs> of that opinion. Um, and we're gonna talk about his vision for talking Yanks, and he's the host of the best Yankees podcast. And I think numbers-wise, are you the second most popular Yankees podcast on iTunes? Yeah. What are what are your what's your breakdown of it?
0: I, I don't the numbers are so weird. You guys will find out as you delve more into this podcast world. Like what numbers are reliable and aren't. It's very odd. Uh Bronx Pinstripes though, Scott and Andrew, they're super nice guys. And they've been around forever. I mean, I think everyone else is just jumping on board as the Yankees get good, which is, you know, kind of funny. So props to them for uh for Bronx Pinstripes, because they went through those awful years of you know what, they're awful in Yankees terms. For any other sports team, those are still good years. But I think they're still number one. We're climbing. We had a good year. We had fun, a lot of fun. So that's good.
2: Yeah, guilty guilty as charged for jumping on when the Yankees are good.
0: Well, everyone's jumping on podcasts too now, and they're so easy. That's why, like, when you get in touch with me or anyone gets in touch with me, says I want to start one, just do it. It's so easy. Yeah. then I had no idea what it was going to become or what any of it, but it's fun.
2: First things first. Yeah. This is one of my – Favorite questions that you and Jake asked, ask each other at the start of each podcast. How are you? What's your mindset entering into this space right now? Where's your I, mind at?
0: I like that question. Don't you think that I must've stole that from another podcast. Don't you think that's important? Like yes. mm-hmm. you can talk to guys every day and everyone's always in a mood. Like if I talk to my girlfriend and I don't know that she's hungry before I talk to her, I, I'm going to spend 20 minutes trying to figure out what's wrong. what what, am i doing something it's like oh she's just hungry i know that from the start so like when i'm tired and silly or jake's angry it's just better like let's just let the people know where we're coming from i'm doing good um mondays are like my sit down and work day so i did 9 a.m did the radio show which we record for an hour i edit it for an hour i put it up and then we've just been we're churning out so many podcasts um and it's kind of like, so I edited Talking Huskies, which is Jake's new podcast, Talking Nick's, which is Jake's. Um, we have a last from the past episode coming out tomorrow that I made some samples for. I found out I have a deaf uh, follower on Instagram. So I'm trying to put captions on all the videos yeah. now, which is really time consuming. But I did it on one video and he DM'd me right away and said like, thanks. So I was like, okay, it was worth it. <laughs> um, but I'm good. I'm good. As, when we're done with this, I'm going to go make some steak. Because I have leftover uh, chimichurri sauce that I made over the weekend. I'm feeling good. How are you guys? Renato.
1: I, I get the Monday blues, I'll be honest. <laughs> the, 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 the school, the school kitties, uh t- took a little hand on me today. But um, no, nah, other than that, I, I, life is going good.
0: Mondays used to suck when I was still drinking a lot. When I'd spend my weekend drinking.
1: But yeah, I-, I was asleep too, so that's not, not a good thing either.
2: Yeah, that's not fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing i uh, I'm doing well. Um, I'm in DC with the with an internship, so I, I am very similar to you. I use your phrase, "I'm a transplanting Yankee fan" for mm-hmm. a little while.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: So nine to five life has been a bit of an adjustment compared to taking five classes and kind of just like chilling out throughout the day. Um. Cause now I'm taking, I have a nine to five job plus a class, plus a bunch of things. So I need to not just go home and relax. I need to actually do stuff when I get home too. That transition's
0: a little brutal.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But uh, we're, we're doing good. We're doing the mindset entering into this space right now, into this intentional, (laughs) into this intentional space. Very positive. Very positive. I like it.
0: I like the positive affirmation. I like the, the, getting the, the moods right away. Mhm. Good. Sometimes Jake's like I'm upset. I'm like, yeah, good. Everyone should know that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so here's the rundown of things. Here's a rundown of things. I kind of, I kind of told you this in the in the Twitter DMs, but just in case for those listening who are waiting to hear um, whether you think that we should sign Machado or Harper or, <laughs> um, you know, are are can can Manny Machado, Bryce Harper, can they pitch for the Yankees? Um.
0: <laughs> I, I just went. I just. Went, I just finally went off about that on instagram and i I hate Instagram, but it's a cool good tool, and there's some people Instagram I find is much more like YouTube mm-hmm. where people just like leave a comment and then bounce where twitter it you'll people will do that, but it's much more like a conversation in the end where it's normal to like respond and respond where Instagram is much more YouTube comedy, so I like hate it, but we need to keep the the instagram active so i just I just did that they're like why? Everyone's keeps saying that can Machado pitch, can Harper pitch? <laughs> no, the Yankees can sign them and a pitcher. It's not like they're being put at gunpoint to only sign one. Sorry to cut you off.
2: No, but I honestly, in all in all honesty, I don't want to talk about any of that. All right. That's good. None of it. I do None all of day. it. You know, go if if you do, if you don't already, which I highly doubt that you're a listener of bleeding blue. And because number one, I mentioned, you and Talking Yanks almost every Yankee episode.
1: <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, that's about, right. that's about
2: right. Yeah. And I know I just highly doubt it that if you're not here and you don't know who Talking Yanks is, you should. So go follow John Boy on Twitter. Go subscribe to Talking Yanks, uh, wherever you can listen to podcasts. And that's where you could find out John Boy's takes on the Yankees. Yeah. Uh-huh. But this is gonna be this is gonna be a little bit more personal. This is gonna be a little bit more um in-depth as opposed to that. Um so Let's get into it right now, even though we already have been into it. But yeah, yeah, I'm ready. you mentioned you mentioned that there's a ton of content that you're releasing, and there's a ton of content that you're kind of editing. And what I first of all, how how come Jake isn't editing his own podcast? That's my that's my <laughs> question.
0: Did Jake uh, and technology do not go together very well, and I think he I think he likes that. Like he's he's like oh, I'm bad at it. I can't learn it. Like come on, uh, but I went to I went to film school, so that's like my background and kind of like I like it. It's very odd. My hop, my hobby is now my job. Um, so my my downtime used to be I'd work nine to five. I'd come home and I'd sit at my laptop and edit something for fun or just doing some sub- videos while I watch TV. And now my downtime is the same as my work time. So I literally am at my computer usually from like an hour after I go wake up to an hour before I go to sleep, unless I have to w- watch a show or spend time with my girlfriend, which I enjoy doing that as well. I'm not saying that in a bad way, but like, it's weird. So I, I like editing, but yeah, I would eventually, hopefully we can find someone that helps a little bit intern. Yeah. We, I need to figure out an intern, how it all works and all that. I, I have a problem. I will probably wouldn't trust many people. Found very, found a couple of people that helped out I trust, but like we have people that want to like design the shirts like and everything, and it's like I design those, and I don't, I'm not going to trust you. Right. So even if you do it for me, I'm going to have to double check it, and that's more work. So I'll just do it. But <laughs> that's that's my on my end.
2: So from what I can count, I think it's five podcasts that are currently active right now now you don't typically shout them shout all of them out on talking yanks, so so shout them out for for all those who may (laughs) who may not know them i think it's more than
0: five really yeah yeah
2: i have bad research on my end
0: no no it's just i don't i don't shout them all out all the time because i'm very conscious of being annoying about that shit um all right so talking yanks that's the main one that's the big the big one and then from there I wanted to just talk about anything, so I made a podcast called Just Talking, which the first like 10 episodes where I'd take this big topic like the emu war or um, recency bias or confirmation bias. I did a lot of cognitive biases because I think that shit's fascinating. Um, Like when you're... If anyone's listening when, or knows this, when you're holding a baby and you're like, holy shit, can I, am I going to throw this baby? And it's like, no, you're not going to throw that baby. <laughs> but you get that thought and you're like mad at yourself. Like Why did I just think that? I suffer from that. It, not a lot of people do. Only 30% of people do. So you, I might sound crazy. But I did like a whole thing on that. But anyway, just talking turned into now me and my girlfriend have fun. Talk about like happy storylines, our lives. It's mostly because we both are living away from where we grew up. So it's for our families and they enjoy listening to that. But we have other people that listen as well. Um, Last from the past is the other one that I do that I want to become really big because Jake and I did talking Yanks and you have to be a Yankees fan to listen to talking Yanks. And even at that, you have to be like a really tuned in Yankee fan. We go pretty in depth with some of our stuff. We try to keep it light, but I mean, it's weird because when like, we know the entire 25-man roster and basically the AAA roster, and we just say those names like the listeners should know them as well. And and like a lot of our family members would be like, I try to listen to it, but it's too much. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's going to be too much for you. Don't try to listen to it. I would appreciate it. Though. That's nice. So, all right, what have I done? Talking Yanks, Laughs from the Past is a history and comedy podcast. That's We're in a second season right now that's fully on the Civil War. I was a history major. And Jake has like no idea any of this stuff happened. So the con- it's kind of the concept is like I tell Jake and he's like, whoa, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, that we have a lot of fun with and it, it kind of makes my education feel worthwhile because I'm like reading books and doing research and shit. Then um, also we wanted to make a podcast that you could come in and know nothing about. So for the Yankees, you need to know the Yankees. For laughs from the past, it's just, hey, do you like – Hearing funny stories. If you say no to that, you're a fucking weirdo. Sorry if I can't swear. If you guys don't <laughs> curse. <laughs> if you like, who doesn't like funny stories? So that's what laughs from the past is. Um, let's see. Six Pack Cinema is me and two other dudes, uh, John and Dave. We do movie reviews and Hollywood headlines. That's every every Friday and Monday. I love movies. I like talking about everything. If I like something, I like talking about it. And then what else do we have? Talking Knicks. I don't host that, but I produce it with. And talking Huskies, same thing. And then John Boy and Jake Radio. We just started, which is daily because in the off season we're like, well, we both committed to doing this full time, like taking huge risks to do it. It's like we better if we're not doing content every day, then right. you know we're betting on ourselves pretty hard. It's panned out decently well so far. So we did that, and that's just like another avenue to talk more casually about things, and we do silly stories and more fun. Then there's some other offshoots. Like I did I – did, last year, when I realized how easy it was to put a podcast on the podcast app, I just fucking did everything. Like we, me and my girlfriend watched that show – watch Outlander on Stars, mm-hmm. which, and we're like, let's do talking Outlander. We did it after every app. We actually got a ton of listeners, but we, we stopped it. It might start next week. I did songs because I like talking about music, but I I felt like I wasn't qualified enough to be doing that, so I stopped. Uh, Glitch was another show. I have one, two, three. I have ten on my list. Wow, wow! But two I don't talk on, and three aren't active, so five. You were right. Five I talk on. Oh, good for me. There you go.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Clap. Affirmation.
0: There's a long-winded response.
2: Yeah. No, but uh, which one of these is? Even even if it's ones that you've kind of stopped doing, um, which one of these is your favorite to create content over or for?
0: It's a, it's a mixture, which is great because it gets everything it gets everything out. I mean, talking yanks, it blew up, uh, and we have like a listenership. Like that's the only one. The rest, we have a good base, but we haven't grown to like the first four, second four. We're talking yanks has now grown, so it's it's weird because every single show is me sitting in this chair and. Jake's on my screen right where you're on my screen. And we're talking, you know, it should it should feel the same. But for some reason, when we do talk in Yanks, me and him, I both said to I said, this feels like, like, this feels different because we know we have an established audience. And I love the Yankees. I tried to do so many things for the last, like, six years to just try and put out stuff that people would enjoy. And I never did Yankees content. And it was like, well, that's what I love the most. So uh, I, I'm happy it's stuck. Uh, I think. I think the offshoots we have to be very weary of that we don't put too much time. My favorite Mark Cuban quote is the main thing has to be the main thing. Mm. So talking Yanks has got to be where we put all our energy and all that stuff. But, but I like the history stuff a lot because I like the research. Yeah. Any no reason to read.
2: So, so you mentioned your college education, you mentioned how you like to read books. Yep. Where did this kind of like desire and cause I, cause I mean, I can answer this, you know, frankly, where did where did my desire and want to create content come from? It came from partially you just because of the intersectionality that's present between what you talk about sports and then also the humor that you bring to it. Yeah. Where you're you're not just so, so serious all the time about sports and it's everything's the end all be all. And this is the end of the world, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also I grew up with YouTube. And content creators on youtube so kind of like mixing mixing all that in and then boom uh, you know i'm i'm here so where did this content where did this desire and want to cr- just create in general not even just with talking yanks and you know you're the main things the main thing but where did this desire kind of start for you
0: man that's a weird question i never thought about it and like i, I keep right now i'm thinking back and back and the first thing I can think of is, uh, well, you know what it is? You say you grew up with YouTube. I grew up with Jackass, like hmm. ja- the Jackass TV show in the home videos. And I never wanted to do what they did because I never wanted to ruin anyone's day or just too much of a pussy to actually do that. But I would, me and my friends, my I, I got a video camera when I was 14 or 7th grade Christmas. And me and my buddy would make videos, like really dumb videos. Uh, and i just send them to my aunt. And my cousins in New Jersey, we were living in Illinois and like, they just laugh. And so that was cool. I mean, we did so much stuff where I made Jake make videos with me um, over the years. So I don't know. I, I mean, I find myself funny and I'm not ashamed to say that. And uh, if I was my only audience, I always say, if my audience was just a bunch of me's and a bunch of my grandma's, I'd be fucking rich <laughs> no, one find, no one finds no one finds me than me and my grandma um and jake's hilarious and i and i mean i've really been pushing for jake like you said grown losers and all this stuff to do things with jake um i don't know i just always always like doing it my dad's funny might come from like a funny family and but i always i always wanted to do creative stuff i always had my head in stories and books and movies and all that stuff um But i don't even i still i kind of feel like a farce like it's like i'm directing movies or anything we're just talking but you're creating stuff that people enjoy listening to and connecting with so that's cool all
2: right so i've heard a few different times but you've never kind of like gone in full depth how many different places have you lived like (laughs) did you did you grow up uh, did you grow up in a military family no no
0: Uh, i'd say we were corporate brats
2: okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) um All right, I lived in New Jersey for eight years, and then we moved to Australia for two. Then Illinois is where I went to middle school, and then I did two years of high school in Connecticut, then two years of high school in California, two years of college in California, then back to Connecticut for the next three years of college, um, and then back to California after college, and now back to New Jersey. A lot of places. Moved every like two, three years growing up.
2: What was Australia like? When were, when were you in Australia? 1998 through 2000. It was cool. I mean,
0: I haven't been back. I think I'm the only one that hasn't been back. My little brother was born there, uh, but we moved away when he was two months old. I think I'm the only one that hasn't been back in my family, but I'd love to go back. I have a good memory. Uh, Australia, it's cool. I don't really know. I, I, it's just like it, it felt... Like I can't really like place it because I didn't have an adult brain, you know, Mm -hmm. just like I saw everything through my little kid eyes. Yeah. But we did it. We lived there for two years and we constantly had family coming. So we did like all the tourist stuff in two years thinking back on it. It's like, how do I play sports and go to school and like have a life when we were every weekend going somewhere, but I got to go back eventually just need to make money. So maybe in 30
2: years. Thirty years. <laughs> that's Eventually. the time, that's the time frame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going slow. Uh, Renato, where are you?
1: I I am here. Did I lose um, you, Renato? No, 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 no. <laughs> my my little nieces and nephews are around. So, question for you: yeah. What's what's it like being a transparent Yankee fan? Since you're pretty much a Yankee fan all over the world at this point, so how's it how's it feel like to be like watching Yankees from like California or in Australia?
0: Well, it was boring that's why i started like my twitter um i uh when i lived in california let me see when i lived in california the second time so i moved in 2014. so i was watching yankee fans like i was living after college in, in college i'd watch with jake and my buddies after college i'd watch with my parents because i was living with them watch eat dinner watch yankee you know it was like every night rinse repeat and then i moved to california i lived with some friends for a little bit and i would just watch on on the on the computer by myself, but I was also like drinking, having fun a lot, and all that like stuff. So I wasn't, I could miss a game, um, which actually is pretty rare. I really didn't. I moved into my girlfriend's house in two thousand seventeen, and when that season started, I realized, oh shit, I'm gonna be watching these games a lot a, by, alone, a lot. And the only person I would talk to was I'd call Jake. I'd call my dad. Uh, and then I I remember the day I like looked at my girlfriend and I was like I think I'm going to like try and build up a Twitter so I can talk to people about these games and I just started live tweeting the no one and my goal was to get 1000 followers by the end of the year and I think I got that within a month. Hmm. So that was cool. I mean and that's just what came but yet I mean you know what the weirdest thing is when we went to Florida for spring training and then when I came back here to New Jersey and I just like had my eye on Yankee stuff more and I would see a Yankee hat and I I couldn't be like, oh Yankees fan, because that's what you do in California. Like I saw a Yankees hat, be like, oh Yankees fan, yes. and half the time they're like, no, I just I, I. would say Yankee fan or just a hat, and they they like, oh, like, oh, just a hat. And I, am like, all right, I'll leave you alone then, because if you say Yankees fan, I'm a, we're going to be talking for a while. <laughs> but uh, it's it's there's Yankee fans everywhere. Like there's there's a lot of Yankee stuff everywhere, but it's, it's better to be on the East Coast for sure. I got Jake to move
1: back here. How, how does it feel watching games at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon?
0: Oh, I love it. I, I think Mountain Time Zone, which Jake is on right now, is the best time zone for sports because 8 o'clock starts, like these World Series, 8 o'clock starts, fuck that. It's terrible. <laughs> and then yeah. in, in, in California, if you work a job in the Bay Area, you'll miss the first hour of every national. Mm. When the Warriors are in the playoffs – my buddy, who's a diehard Warriors fan, misses the first hour of every game because he has to drive in traffic. It was terrible. Five o'clock starts are bad. So I think I think Den- uh, Denver has it the best. Mm. I do like I 10 a.m. games. I like those. You just wake up and it's on.
2: Yeah. And then you have like the rest of your day to like do whatever.
0: Yeah, especially podcast wise. It was much better being on the West Coast because <laughs> the game ends at you know uh what like seven instead of ten there yeah so then me and jake would record and it's early oh no now, you're
2: lucky you're lucky if it ends at 10 you're lucky yeah
0: yeah now now i'm up to like 3 a.m 4 a.m editing and stuff yep. you know who does that Joe's mcfly like that dude because he edits his videos and stuff every game yeah like we only podcast at the end of every series shout out to Joe's because that dude puts in he grinded like crazy this year if you, you follow did. along at joe's mcfly if you don't follow you should really get experience to see what it's like at the stadium and joe's is an awesome guy but he i, I texted him one part like, dude dude, you're grinding right now he made me feel like i wasn't doing enough <laughs> but,
2: yeah and especially like the like there are times like i feel like we take for granted the the ability and work and this is actually this is actually a great transition to what i want to ask you next i feel like know, we take we we take for granted the, um, yeah, you are the best. <laughs> <laughs> you are. I um, feel like we take for granted like what all the the yes coverage does, and especially like their their slow mo shots. And you've talked extensively about that, and the the angles they give you, with the perspectives they give you. Yep. Um, Josie is able to kind of deliver that analysis while he's at the stadium and that's and that's pretty it's pretty awesome and he does it you know like you said every single night yeah from that perspective um yeah, and also crazy. sitting in the outfield we've we've talked about this um we yeah. talked about this at the stadium but sitting in the outfield can't see shit can't yeah. see
1: shit that's awful, that's awful.
2: yeah <laughs> i mean it depends where you are like yeah. you know first row right field second deck oh yeah like yeah take I, it
0: i love taking advantage of having some followers on Twitter now. Cause when I go to a game, I'll be like, how does CC's pitches actually? Mm-hmm. look?" Yeah, I, I can't tell. So then, then I'll get like, you know, 10 replies and I'll try to decipher. Okay. That guy's being crazy. That guy's being too nice. Where's, where's he actually look?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So that's why Bernardo and I, um I, this was the first, this was the first seasons that I kind of, I kind of bought into regular season tickets. I'll be doing it again next year. Cause you, I feel like at this point you have to, you know, if you're not working full time, like, like yourself, yeah, um, get them. You have to, you know, these especially these next few years. So I'm behind home plate. I'm behind home plate, but I'm all the way up above. It's no, um, still nice. I mean, it's it's beautiful, but it but they're not they're not behind the home plate ticket prices. Like you know, yeah, like yeah. they're. I feel like they're they're kind of bleacher sometimes. At least when you buy the package, they're bleacher ticket prices, but with a much better perspective and view yeah, on yeah, things. Yeah. That's cool. So, all right. So in the beginning. I said, if baseball needs saving, if you're of that belief that the sport needs saving, um, especially with this, you know, when you, when you look at old school perspective, new school perspectives, is the game of baseball an old man sport? Blah 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 blah. No. What's your or or, or yeah? Or, well, go ahead, go ahead. What are you going to say? You can finish the question, and then I'll see
0: if I was lined it up right.
2: What's your What's your ultimate vision for? Talking Yanks as, as a podcast or even not even as a podcast, but as a, as a brand, I'm going to say that. I like that word as a brand.
0: Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, Something we had to do when we decided to go full-time and all that. And there's some like high benchmarks that we'd like to achieve along the way. But first, you know, we need to get our first goals and all that done. Um, I mean, There's different ways to take it. As a community, we just want to spread the love for – we want to spread educated love of Mm. Yankees baseball. Educated. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And that sounds so douchey, but you know what I'm talking about. And if you're over the age of – let's see, when does college end? If you're over the age of 21 years old and you're still having temper tantrums and screaming and, like, actually angry, like really angry at an individual player, then, like, you need to like settle, simmer down. Every young person, I did that. I remember hating Kyle's Barnesworth and all that shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, like and there's, there's, there's like people, people, people confuse passion for like just like rabid, like anger. <laughs> and that like bothers me. Like, you can love and live and die with a team and still be rational. Like, being a diehard fan does not mean being irrational. And I think, I think we try to balance that. So just trying to just, like, share the love for the game. Like you said, does baseball need saving? And it's kind of – baseball, the sport doesn't need saving. Nothing needs right. to change around the game. The bat flips are cool. The MLB needs to market better. But I think it's the same for any sport you watch. People need to have a better avenue into the ins and outs of the game. So, like, why is he throwing this pitch? That's what I'll do on Periscope when I go live is I'll just actively talk about what the batter's thinking, what the hitter's thinking, so that people who don't pay attention that closely know, like, oh, shit, there is a lot going on right here. Because some people just wait for the next pitch and wait for the next pitch Mm. and wait for the next pitch, and then when something happens, something will happen, and they don't know anything that's in between that. Like, some people, that's what I get a lot. It wasn't a goal of mine to make baseball fun for people or anything, or, like, man. Listen to you talk about it, not bad. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, sometimes I think even the, the broadcast doesn't want to do that right. because it's too heavy, It was There's a long way around that. The goals, I'd love to do radio, a radio show, like a high-ending goals, radio show or play-by-play. Like one of our biggest goals, and I, I love the play-by-play, which sucks to not watch them anymore. But if if you go to MLB.tv and there's home feed, away feed, fan feed, and the fan feed is uh, Jake and I just like doing play-by-play and bullshit, that would be fantastic. Do I think that's realistic? I mean, not in the next few years, but maybe after that, maybe a long way down the road. That would be so much fun. But – uh. Yeah. I mean, the short goal is just build an audience that engages. We don't want an empty audience. Like, we don't want just clicks. We want people who, who when they click play, they listen and they engage and they tweet at us and send emails and all that. And so far, it's been really good. And that's why if you tweet at me, I'll, I'll most usually respond, unless it's in the middle of the game and then I, there's too many. Yeah. I like the conversation about it all,
2: good or bad. Right. So you mentioned the fan feed, and that's what I—that's what I—that's what I was waiting for. Because I, when I, because I've heard you say this before. I've kind of asked you whether it's on, um, whether it's on Periscope or whether it's on Patreon um, afterwards, or whether it was just or we were hanging out in right field. I really do think that I agree with you and what I was saying that baseball, the game itself, in terms of its rules and the bat flips and the amount of home runs that are being hit, a lot of people don't like that. I'm, I love it. I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. I'm a big fan of analytics. I'm a big fan of you know looking at analytics and not just going with your gut. You know, again, you're being uh-huh. an educated smart fan. But in the ways that I feel that it does need saving is because a few years ago, when I wasn't on Twitter and I wasn't into podcasts, I was not into baseball. Like I couldn't, I could not realistically sit down for a nine-inning game uh-huh. for the entire game and be present to Yankees baseball with the engagement on Twitter, with the live streams. Mm-hmm. With being with other people, even though you're not with other people, you know, yeah. again, this is, this is you know this is no longer realistic for everybody to you know go to a bar every single game for a Yankee game, you know that's just not the world that we kind of live in, or have everybody over every, you know every yeah. single Friday, Saturday night that the Yankees are on, that's just not the world we live in anymore, because everybody's on social media, everybody's on on some sort of device. Yeah. Um, so I think that kind of idea. I think it's revolutionary and I am, I'm absolutely 100,000% rooting for it to happen.
0: 12. All right. We got you, we got me, we got a couple. rooting for it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll grow Twitter, Twitter is so underutilized by people because yes. they think of it as social media. And before I started um, trying to get people to follow me and I just followed people, you know, like that's the best way to use Twitter. And I, even my dad who, doesn't use, never use it. I would just watch whatever we were watching because I lived at home after college for a little. Whatever we were watching, it could be Runaway run Bride. I don't know why I chose a movie title that got my speech impediment involved. But <laughs> as, as soon as we're watching, I'm like, Dad, watch. If I search this on Twitter, we can see how many people are watching the same exact channel and they're all talking about it. And if we're watching the PGA Tour and watching golf, like, look, now we have Funny people that are making jokes about it. They're pointing out stuff that we are also pointing out. They're like, it's just, it seems some people will never accept the internet or like that because they're just kind of like, they think it's lame, but it's just a community. And it's just like, curate your own news. And if something you don't like keeps popping up, get rid of it and such yeah. shit like that. But yeah. for the most part, it's just a way to, to. someone will see something you didn't see. It's like watching in a giant crowded room, but everyone gets to tell you their opinion right. Quietly at once. Some people were like, I just want to watch him be alone. That's fine too. But uh, I think Twitter's fantastic for that.
2: Yep. And especially in the days of, and this is again, I think we really take the yes network for granted because of how good of a job, especially some of their core guys do Mm -hmm. that whenever you have a national telecast that's on Fox or that's on ESPN, Yankee fans are just sitting there saying, what the hell am i watching (laughs) this is complete and utter garbage and you see even like the camera angles the fact that espn however many billions of dollars that they're worth can't get a good can't get a good freaking camera angle at at a at a play at second like it's it's insane
0: it bothers me so much why so like okay so we have these programs like yes who covers baseball 162 games and they have the camera technicians, the camera angles, and the camera equipment. Now we're going to go give the biggest games of the year to TBS, which does reruns of sitcoms for, <laughs> for 11 months. They do March Madness, and then they do playoff baseball. And we're going to have them do their own camera crew. Go hire out the YES crew and hire out their cameras yep. and get real baseball coverage mm-hmm. because your replays, the, who have the director in the booth, the replays are bullshit. Yes Network, it's, if there's ever – almost every single pitch, they give you the yesmo mo slow-mo, especially dirty breaking pitches, and every other – like even local places just don't do it. And it, a lot – I think a lot of stations, like I think in the Bay Area, maybe like Cincinnati – when they go to that national coverage, it is a bump up. It is nicer coverage than their local channel. But for Yankee fans and Yes Network, and I'm sure there's other, I think SM, uh, I think uh, the Mets have a good one. I'm sure there's lots of other good ones. It's just like a much lesser quality of production. I'm not talking about the announcers and what they're saying because I don't, I like Joe Buck. I think all those national broadcasters are put in the worst spot ever to have to yep. try and have these rabid teams who have been listening to their own guys all year right. now you know what I mean no one's ever gonna like those but just the actual production of ESPN Sunday night baseball is so fucking bad they don't show <laughs> any replays they in view interviews everyone knows they suck and it, it's just the mic actually I liked the mic That's all yes. I like it's the only thing I like that they do.
1: Yeah
0: but it's so weird do that yeah. have the good guys do the
2: big games. Yep. And I think a lot of people don't feel that attachment. You know, you feel that attachment that you feel with the yes network guys. And, you know, again, feel that your idea is what can really be. It could be so good for the sport. And you wonder why people don't watch it's because people don't feel attached. Yeah. So I really think that your, your idea of a, of a fan feed could really be something that gets a lot of people back into baseball.
0: Yeah. I think it's, it's like coming there with, with streaming streaming, streaming, We'll always have like a negative connotation. And you you like when I go on Periscope, you can't you gotta hold your phone and then watch the game. Right? It should be like just the game. You don't need to see me. No mm-hmm. like jokes. It's exhausting though. Jake and I did it in spring training because they weren't on TV right, or the radio. Right, right,
2: right. So yes. Were like,
0: well, let's do play by play would be a good way to get some people to figure out who we are and all that. It is so exhausting.
2: Yeah. All right. I actually want to we're gonna we're gonna wrap up quickly. Want to be mindful of your time. Thank you so much for for oh, okay. coming on again. I'm thinking about yeah, not this year, but I'm gonna be a senior in college next year. Okay. So I've never gone on like a spring break.
0: Oh, you want to go down to Tampa?
2: I'm thinking about it because the week because I have a week off in March, and I'm thinking about and my birthday's in March. I always have off. For I'm school and on the week of my birthday. So I, so everyone always says that thank you, Justin, for being born because you're, you have a national holiday and you get a week <laughs> off for it. <laughs> so, <you> <laughs> um, so uh, I'm thinking about it going down. Yeah,
0: and, it's, My first time was last year.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So is it, is it worth it? Is it worth doing?
0: Yeah, I think find some other thing. Yeah, I, it's worth it. Like the stadium is super cool. It's a really cool vibe it's cheap. You can walk around everywhere. You find yourself not really paying attention to the game that much. Yeah. Like we were, cause you're just talking to people and stuff. Uh, oh, I think it's definitely worth it. It's just like a fun environment. Everyone's happy and shit like that. You can, you're way closer to the players than you are anywhere else. Like, like you saw some of the videos we just walked up and Ellsbury and Drury, <laughs> two funny names now. And Wade, <laughs> it was Ellsbury, Drury and Wade and Kratz. That's the foursome we watched take batting practice. Whoa. Mm-hmm. What? What what a jinx we were, I guess. I didn't. I never even thought back. I never even thought back on that. What a foursome we watched take batting practice. You can go right up and like watch them. Everyone's kind of weird. They treated like a library. Like Jake and I were trying to talk, and he's like, "Shh, watch your practice. <laughs> but it's cool. It's cool. I would uh, do some other things around. Make sure you're there for a home stand. and then, or you can go to the Phillies and the Tigers. Are a car mm. ride away that's what we did. We're going to try and go the first week and the and the last week. That's my
2: goal. You would you would go you would go down and then come back up and then go back down?
0: Yeah, it's like a month and a half long like that. Oh, first yeah, week. yeah, yeah. That when they report, go there for that first week and then when they end and then it's like like game time, like okay, this is our team. The storylines mm-hmm. are wrapping up. That's what I want to do. We'll see if we
1: can.
2: All right. Renato. Yes,
1: Justin. I'm still here. No worries. You are still <laughs> here. There's
2: something, there's something that I know you want to ask and something that I need to start getting into as well. So go, go for it. So my favorite part that
1: I get to look on your Twitter is the gifts. I love the in-game gifts. They are absolutely amazing, especially for a guy like me who works sometimes at night and can't really watch the game. I just follow your gifts, and I'm like, okay, I I know exactly what's going on. How do you make them so quickly,
0: <laughs> dude? I mean, I just sit there. I mean, if uh, if you've been on Periscope, you, uh, Justin, you've seen like I just kind of
2: you're typing away.
0: Yeah, I just kind of do man. it. Um, there's a program I use. I could send it to you. It's pretty. It's pretty easy. It's called Snagit. I had no idea how to make them before 2017, like no idea. Um, I would say that it's super easy to make it. The only thing is do you want to turn watching the game in, into also a job a little bit because I have two computer screens and then the mm-hmm. TV, and uh, I'm doing a lot. So, But it's fun. It's it's pretty easy. Um, it definitely helped my Twitter take off. I didn't I hate I'd like to say it was some of the tweets, the words as well, but no. The, it's a, it's a grind. It's cool though. I mean, yeah, a lot of people like them. I got hit. some people get hate for the, the in-game gifts. Really?
1: I, mean, I love
0: them. Yeah, some people hate everything you do, no matter what. It's like, Gosh. why, why you follow me? <laughs> a lot. There's a lot though. At the end of 2017, I think I was the only one doing like, in-game gifts, like, right away. And then all of last year, this last season, there's a couple other people doing it, which. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, like, it's definitely going to be a thing that uh, everyone's going to be doing soon. I think.
2: It's yeah. Yeah. I need to. The- uh, yeah. I need to. I need to jump on the boat of. Uh, you know, everybody. I feel like everybody in their. You know, everybody in their mothers now doing Yankee gifts, and that's awesome. But what I need to start doing is not enough people on Giants Twitter, New York Football Giants that? Twitter, are yeah, doing. Yeah, tried
0: it. doing it a little bit with the Giants, but yeah. Football's a little harder because there's not that much breathing. Actually, there is breathing room. You can do it. I just haven't found a good stream. Well, email me. I'll let you know. I'll give
2: you
0: yeah. a guide and all that shit.
2: Yeah, because really what football, I feel, is missing and what what talking yanks, what my kind of vision for Bleeding Blue is kind of combining. the And as, and as we keep on recording, I feel like we're getting better with this because uh, we're still relatively new bringing that kind of humor, bringing that lighthearted aspect to it, even though I do yell sometimes. Like I yelled I <laughs> I yelled, I yelled last week about um, pe- people being uninformed, um, which yeah. is nuts. I get more mad at fans and people on Twitter than I do about the actual game, which is bad. I need to stop doing that.
0: No, I'm the same way. It's really hard to overcome, but I think I did a better job this year. 2017, when I – I mean, I like I was two months in, and I just get into these spats with people, and I was just like, you're just a troll. Yeah. Like why are, are you making me so angry? But you're fucking making me so angry. <laughs> it's like calm down, calm down. Yeah.
2: Like I was just blocked yesterday by another podcast page because I respectfully disagreed with their opinion about Eli Manning. So,
0: what's your opinion on Eli Manning?
2: Oh, what's my opinion on Eli Manning? Um, my opinion on Eli Manning is that I love him. He is my only quarterback that I've ever grown up and I've ever seen in a giant uniform. Uh-huh but Eli Manning is one of the main reasons why the New York Football Giants are not a winning football team right now. It's 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 atrocious.
0: You think if the pie chart of reasons why the Giants are
2: bad, his is the biggest slice? It's it's one of the well, now if we're talking about on the field. Yeah, on the field. Yes, yes. but if we're talking about organization, like organizational wise, I do not blame Eli at all because I, it's not Eli's decision. Like they invested in Eli, and that was their yeah. choice. It's mm-hmm. not, you can't blame Eli for wanting to play well. It's just that the game has passed him. So that's, I, my, I'd that's
0: put, my opinion. I'd put Eli's slice of pie and the O line slice of tie, pie at a very similar size. You could give it more to Eli if you want. Um, but I said on, on the radio show today, uh, this, how Eli plays quarterback right now is in the first three seconds after the snap, one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, he just waits to get hit.
2: His eyes. You could see his eyes where they're at. And then six,
0: if he gets to four Mississippi, five Mississippi, six Mississippi, if those are existing, he's looking around like, why the fuck haven't I been hit yet? (laughs) And then if he clears six Mississippi and he gets to seven Mississippi, then he's like, all right, let's look for some receivers. They're covered by then. And then eventually he misses
1: them. Yeah.
2: Yeah. An important point I think to bring up too is that uh, I feel like a lot of people don't really appreciate that. Appreciate this. Um, after the collective, uh, collective bargaining agreement, a lot of those players from that era, When remember there was a lockout yeah, and, yeah. The union, and the union, they had to write a whole steep data right to do CBA and then included practice time. So a lot of those players that were a part of that collective bargaining agreement, that time has passed. So there's a lot of new players coming out of college now. Offensive lines, they, and Bill Parcells says this, offensive lines don't have the preparation time to prepare and training camp and practice and play together like they used to. And especially now they're talking about how they want to shorten preseason. You know, it, it, offensive line play league-wide has gone down. But anyway, yeah, I, I, I digress. I digress.
0: Oh. Handle, are you handling the Giants tanking well?
2: Yes. I'm, this is actually something we're going to be talking about this week, um, the ethics of tanking. Did you want them to
0: win last Sunday?
2: I want them to win. My heart wants them to win. My mind wants them to lose.
0: It's a very tough balance. Yeah, I saw yeah. so many and, people getting mad, and I'm like, "Well, you don't want them to win now. They traded." Right? No, away. you
2: can't. You can't get mad. It just has to be like, "Oh, okay, it's happening."
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. You I, want I do you that. want them to do like.
0: Like, you want them to drive down and then th- be a touchdown away from taking the lead. Yeah. And Barkley pulls uh, a Todd Gurley. And yeah. Like, no, no, thank you.
2: <laughs> it's, <like, laughs> it's like what you said with the Knicks, basically. It's like you were talking on the radio show yeah. about the Knicks, and that's basically, I guess, what you want out of the Giants.
0: Be competitive and lose.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. So, um, Renato, do you have yeah. any last final statements or thoughts or anything that your heart and mind desires to say
1: (laughs) so just a quick quick little thought about next season i know i know it's it's really early we know red sox already won the world series all that good stuff you know whatever oh yeah that Um,
2: happened i totally that totally didn't even cross my mind today i could care less yeah, that, that like
1: happened. Yankees get to like panic, and so I'm like, relax. One of the
2: Go play, it. go play, New York, New York. I could care less.
0: Yeah, that happened a week ago in my mind, so I've already. Been
1: yeah, me that. too. Are you, do, what do you think the Yankees need to do in order?
2: Bernardo, to- Bernardo. We're, we're not talking about that. <laughs> I, I, I got nothing. I'm I got cutting nothing. you off. All right, you got nothing. Okay. Got nothing. We're not. We're, no, no. I refuse. I refuse to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm in, I'm in like vacation.
0: Jake and I are diving in Wednesday uh, and we're, cause that's when the Yankees have to make their decision on Brett Gardner. And then Wednesday, oh, yeah, yeah. Wednesday's show is like officially flipping the page. Cause we did the two episodes of grades and reviews, but I mean, people like that shit. I don't like, I just like Jake, I don't want to do this, but I know people <laughs> want to do it. Like I just, once I put something past, you know, like, I really – I'm pretty good at mental block. Yeah. I'm fucking not thinking about 2018 at all anymore. Let's move forward. So we're doing that Wednesday. Cool. So, yeah.
2: So, Renato, anything else that's not related to the 2019 Yankees?
1: <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I got nothing.
2: All right. I stumped you. You stumped me. You're welcome.
1: I get my four hours of sleep, so that's, that's...
2: – 20, 24 hours of sleep? Is that what you nice no, four, four hours of sleep. Oh, four hours of sleep. <laughs> I okay. wish I got 24 hours of sleep. I was like, whoa. John boy final thoughts. Thanks for having me. It's fun. It's fun to talk
0: about non Yankee stuff. Like you said, I got a lot of podcasts. So if anyone's interested in, in other things, you know, got time to kill. If you're a long haul truck driver, I got you covered.
2: There you go. There you go. So for bleeding blue this week, there'll be a giants episode. Uh, for if you're a Yankee fan, you're a Yankee listener. Um, I want to have a Yankees roundtable discussion. I'm like, what should we do in the off season? So that's going to be a bunch of us. That's going to be a bunch of us. Um, Some people that you haven't heard of yet. Um, David, our co-host for the giants episode. He's also a Yankees fan, but he hasn't been on a Yankees episode yet. So he'll be on. Boker will be on. Boker says hello. Renato. Of course you'll be on. Of course. (laughs) We'll have, we'll have Brett, we'll have a Brett Wiley on and he'll tell us how the Phillies are going to sign Machado and Harper. And that'll be great. So John boy, um, Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming on. Keep up with everything you do. Keep up the vision. Keep up the faith. I know a lot of people, including myself, will, will be behind you. We'll be supporting you. So, uh, go to Patreon. I'm gonna, we'll, we'll plug everything. Go to Patreon. Give your $2 a month for Talking Yanks. Uh, eventually, hopefully Bleeding Blue one day gets to that point where we can do that.
0: Yeah, that's nice. We, we fought that for a while, but it's actually yeah. people kept saying, like, we'll donate. We'll support. And I was like, all right, okay, let's set that up just wanted to make it worthwhile to have people do that. It's kind of weird, kind of weird, but it's nice to everyone that
2: supports. I am one of those people. All right. So everybody keep on bleeding blue. Thank you, John boy. And peace out everyone. See ya.